What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hey. It's a very dense week of news this week. Shut up. The story, the <laughs> stories are plentiful, and they are, they are impactful as well. So we have a lot to talk about. We're going to get right into it. Uh, before you tell us about Bravely Default 2, I'm going to tell you about two hotly anticipated demos that I have both played this week. Uh, and that was both games coming from Square, oddly enough, as well. Uh, and that would be Outriders and Project Triangle Strategy. Which do you want to hear about first? Um, uh, Project Triangle Strategy, just because I'm scared to play it because I'm afraid that I'm really going to like it. This game is not for me. Um, it <laughs> is, <laughs> I, got, I got as far as... So, like, you know, you get a little tutorial because the, the demo takes place, like, probably towards the end of the first act, if I'm guessing, as far as yeah. the story goes. And so, like, you get a little bit of a lead in and then you see some stuff play out and then they're like, ah, you got to fight these guys on this bridge so that you and your party can escape. And I was like, all right, cool. And that 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 bridge battle literally took me, like, 45 minutes. And I'm just <laughs> like, oh, this is this is that kind of a game. Um, it does some interesting things. So like before the battle starts, uh, you have where you can take the main character and kind of free move him around the battlefield. So you can explore terrain. You can look for items and pick those up. If you see them in the battlefield, um, before the battle begins and you want to make sure you spin your camera around because there are elements of the battlefield that aren't necessarily obvious, uh, just from the default camera view that it gives you. Um, it's also a good time to kind of check out your party, see what different abilities they have. Um, you have, like in this first battle that you did, you have no less than uh, t- uh, eight characters, I think, or nine characters that you control uh, and move around on what's a very narrow space, because again, you're fighting on a bridge. Uh, the grid that you're fighting on is about, uh, I don't know, like t- you know, 12 or 13 spaces wide, which is not very big. Um and yeah, and then and then the battle starts, and you're and it's it's turn based, obviously. Um, you know, it uses JRPG speed techniques. So you know, if you have faster speed, your guys might get to act quicker than you know the enemy gets to. And and before the enemy gets to, it's not like everyone takes a turn, um, and then everyone gets to go again. Like it's literally like a running, you know, contiguous. All right, this guy's going to go, then this guy, then this guy, then this guy. So you can kind of plan around you know, which enemy is going to act first and concentrate your attacks on them. Um, it's an interesting game. I don't think I have the metal to sit down and play through these like epic, you know, 45 minute to an hour to God only knows once you get later in the game, uh, length strategy battles. So again, if you're, if you like fire emblem or Disgaea or games of that sort, I would encourage you to at least check out the demo to see if this might be for you. Um, the acting and the voice acting, I should say, and the graphics are on par, uh, with Octopath Traveler. If you play that game, which is to say that, you know, the VA there, the, the VO is very good, but also kind of over the top, um, which is fine. Everyone's speaking with a British accent, of course, cause you know, yeah. that's how those places have to be. So yeah, yeah. That's something that we'll talk about in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd imagine that's going on a lot in the game that you're playing right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, Outriders uh, got a lot of attention because it, it's kind of trying to cater to every 
looter shooter fan base that it possibly can, right? So it's like, you know, it's got the inventory management of like a destiny in some ways, uh, along with like the superpowers. It plays like the division because it's like a third person cover based shooter. Um, you know, it's got kind of the, it's got some of the speed of Warframe, not quite the agility, but you know, it's a little bit faster paced than most games in this genre for sure. Um, so they're trying to, they're trying to cater to a little bit of everyone. Uh, the demo is fine. Um, I haven't gotten to dig into it completely. I've only run through the first couple of missions and I haven't been grinding for loot at all in the game. Um, the gameplay is like, it's, it's good, but not great. Like the gameplay is good. Uh, the world is good. Uh, the story is very science fiction tropey where it's like, ah, we ruined earth. So everyone's on a colony ship and we have to go find a new planet and we land on this planet, but uh Oh, things aren't entirely what they seem and things go crazy. And then like, you know, your character is, is part of the landing crew some shit happens. You get put into cryostasis for 30 years. When you come out, of course, everything's different and you're kind of freaked out. And then you get, uh, these powers from, uh, the storm called the anomaly basically. And that's when you get to pick your class and they have four different classes in the game. Uh, I picked the, I don't remember what it's called. I picked like the stealthy class that lets you, you know, have a melee attack that swings out in a wide arc and kind of freezes and destroys enemies in front of you. And there, like, you can create like a stasis field where enemies that are trapped within it move super slowly while they're while they're trapped inside. And eventually, like, you can blink through people and end up behind them and things of that nature. Um, the story is very uh, if you play so like it's made by People Can Fly. So, like, if you've played Bulletstorm, like, it's not nearly as broy as Bulletstorm is, but it's kind of like that caliber of performance, if that makes sense. A very like B movie. It's a it's yeah. it's slightly charming so far. Um, every you know all the characters are mega stereotypes and you know that kind of thing. Um, yeah. it's fine. I'll probably play it a little bit more. This game comes out in April. Um, the demo set up in such a way that once you play through the prologue. Um, you can actually start a new game and skip the prologue, so you can just jump right into when you when your class is created, and you can experiment with all the different classes that okay, are in the game. That's okay. I downloaded this, okay, and I started it, mm -hmm. and it looked like it was the beginning of the actual game. It is, and your progress can carry I, over as well. If you do and that, I said so. I don't know if I want to keep playing this, right? Because if it's a demo, like give me a slice, right? Mm -hmm. Like give me a slice of what I'm going to be doing later in the game. I don't want to necessarily invest however many hours it takes to get to the class portion. Uh, it right? only, it only takes about half hour. Okay. Give or I, look, I will be 100% honest. I did not give this game uh, a shot. Um, uh, maybe, maybe I'll go back to it, but um or or go back to the demo, mm -hmm. but this game's coming out in April. Yeah, I don't think uh, I'm gonna have time to invest in a looter shooter style game so close to when Mass Effect comes out. I I would and, agree, and this and this game plays similarly enough uh, to Mass Effect in terms of like just the gameplay, like because it's very it, it's very much a cover driven shooter 
Um, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I, I got as far as this, this is how much I just did not give this game a shot. Mm. I, you know, it took me forever to, to create a, a character, right? Which is not surprising forever. because they didn't have a lot of options to go. Yeah, to, exactly. to go not forever, <laughs> but forever in terms of the, the minuscule character creator that they have. Uh, it took me way longer than, than it should have, right? Mm. Um, and then I got to the part where you kind of test your guns because that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see how the game felt uh, shooting. Mm-hmm. And um, it felt okay, right? Mm-hmm. Like it felt serviceable. Um, then I watched a couple videos and they were like, oh, yeah, these are what you can expect from this game and the different classes and stuff like that. And then and tremendous inventory management and crafting and this and that. I'm like, ah, mm. I don't know if I even want to waste my time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll come back to the demo, but uh, but uh, yeah, man, yeah, you gotta you gotta give you gotta you, you gotta look. Just have black hair, or just just everybody be bald. Yeah. Please. <laughs> please. This 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 is one of those games that I almost want to take a wait and see approach on. Like once I'm done yeah. Mass Effect, I'll see if there is a community for it, and I'm sure by then it'll probably be discounted anyway. Uh, from yeah, its seventy dollar exactly. price tag, so but it's it's fine. Like I said, I might tinker around with the demo because I'm not really playing anything else right now anyway. Um, so check out maybe some of the other classes. The classes didn't look as exciting to me. Like like they're not yeah, they're not tropey. Like they're not super tropey. I mean, they you would think they are based from an initial pass, but I don't know. Nothing was really like jumping off the page. It's like wow, this is going to be cool. And of course, in the demo, you're not going to get access to any of the high level. Um, sure. Abilities and things of that nature. So, I mean, you say they're not tropey. There are four classes: a tank, uh, a, a glass cannon, a healer, and a and a thief. No, I guess they're not tropey. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming you pick the thief, of right? Of course, the one yeah, that yeah. can like backstab and and do all this like tricky stuff. But um, the the tech person is, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of a hybrid class, but it's your healer class. It's mm-hmm. the one that heals. The, the one class where you just, like, your powers is, like, you just get, like, a bunch of damage reduction. Like, all right. I mean, it, it's, and I don't necessarily mind the, the tropiness of it, but um, I don't know. They're just not as, I agree with you. They don't seem as uh, as interesting. Like, they all feel, they all look like they kind of play the same, but. Uh, it's all Destiny. You know, I haven't played it's all it. Destiny's fault. De- Destiny ruined every other like class-based <laughs> shooter like that because the like the classes are so varied in how yeah, in how man, they like, play so <laughs> like you like you like muscle memory feels a little different yeah and in, in playing those class and the the destiny classes so uh i don't know i don't know we'll see we'll but yeah see. so uh, out, I, out, I, outriders yeah it, it doesn't seem like a 70 dollar game to me well, I mean, all games are seventy dollars games now, I guess. So doesn't really doesn't all <laughs> except except for Bravely Default Two, which came at a at a at a smooth sixty or sixty bucks. Yeah, sixty dollars. Oh, God, I can't believe I paid sixty dollars for a game I played already. But uh, I do I do enjoy Bravely Default. The um the 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 battle system. I love a turn based strategy game, uh, a turn based RPG rather, and. Um, and Bravely Default's gimmick mm-hmm. is that instead of going back and forth, um, you can you can skip your current turn 
and get two turns your next go around. Or you can skip again and get three turns your next go around. And anyone on the battlefield can do this. Or you can you can uh bank you can you can bank your turns or you can use your turns but that you, you can use your turns but then you won't be able to act in subsequent rounds. Mm-hmm. So if you and I are going back and forth, I default, you can go again, and then I go two times that round instead of the one time, and vice versa. Um, and it makes for very, very interesting battles. Like, Brave Default has, like, systems on top of systems on top of systems. And they're all simple, but the way, but the way damage is scaled, mm-hmm. you kind of, you can't just kind of, you, even even one-off encounters are you have to pay attention to them um it's a it's got a job system uh where you level up your character and then you can level up your job independently and then it's got a sub job where every all of the abilities that you unlocked are used but that but if your job is in the subclass category it won't level only your primary job will level um and Boss fights are really, really difficult, mm-hmm. uh, which is very, very fun. Like you get a really good sense of satisfaction when you defeat a boss, um, just because of you know how many enemies are on screen, uh, the the ludicrous amount of damage that a boss can do, and and you have to the the gamble that you can play, like. Am I, am I going to use my black mage, who's my my big damage dealer? Am I gonna am I gonna go ahead and spend four turns on this one enemy in hopes that I can defeat that enemy, but risk not having my damage dealer be available to me for three more turns? Or do I play it safe and bank all my turns and then whittle whittle the enemy down with my other characters mm-hmm. while while trying to keep certain characters alive and try like it's it's a really fun system. I just wish it was in a better looking package. <laughs> <laughs> the um the the story is is very like tropey, right? Mm-hmm. Like I mean it's the bare like it's the bog standard for role playing stories, right? What's the bog standard for role playing stories? A guy with amnesia <laughs> turns out turn, washes up ashore nobody he has no past uh a princess finds him and and they have to get four crystals because MacGuffin, right <laughs> like it's like it's stupid i gotta right? i gotta say at this point if you're still using like the four crystals <laughs> <laughs> like trope you I- unless you're doing it ironically like i why, how is this still a thing <laughs> so and 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 what do those crystals represent brad uh well represent? i i would i would guess that uh <laughs> they would they would be uh earth water wind and fire perhaps there you go the they, the, el- the elements of the land they're the elements there you go because <laughs> because that's what because that's what this is um if, but, you throw, you if you know, throw in heart, then uh, eventually at the end of the game, you can summon <laughs> Captain Planets. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the story is what it is. 
uh i'm not expecting much from it but the the enjoyment i get from this game is the challenge of of fighting and fighting boss battles um and getting new jobs and unlocking new jobs like my ocd uh is 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 being triggered because i want to unlock every job uh for every person and every level of said job like it it it's i don't know it just <laughs> it's just a thing that i have and um but these you know it's fully voice acted um and it it does a pretty decent job everyone's got everyone except for the main character has some sort of over there accent uh your one fella is scottish like like ridiculously scottish mm-hmm. um and then a couple of the ladies are english and then here's just just i'm an american dude right but the problem comes from the fact that they're talking about like heavy shit right mm-hmm. like they're they're trying to make this as heavy and serious as possible but i can't take it seriously when there are a bunch of xbox live avatars just walking around with their porcelain faces and their big soulless <laughs> eyes talking about how my kingdom has been taken away from me and now I must get the crystals in order to save the kingdom and this person has just died and we have to bury him. Meanwhile, these little chibi characters are walking around with their stupid looking faces. But if you've never played a, played a Bravely Default game, like if you haven't played the first one or Bravely Second um, and you like turn-based role-playing games, you will enjoy this. Uh, it, I think the I think the the battle system is enough to keep you hooked throughout the game. Mm-hmm. So, and we'll see because look, the first Bravely Default had this thing where you had to do like a gauntlet of a, a you had to run a, a do a boss rush, and then you had to immediately do it all over again. Or some nonsense. It was weird, man. And it really turned me off of the game. It was like, hey, you beat the game, but you didn't. So now you have to play the whole game over. Or some nonsense. I can't remember. I just remember being really pissed off. So I'm really hoping that this game does not do something like that. If it does, you will hear. If it does, and I get to that point before May, you will hear about it. Well, we will see. Uh, it's a so PlayStation Plus, right? PlayStation Plus, pretty good. Um, we're mostly complimentary of PlayStation Plus, as we should be, because uh, they they generally put pretty good games out on it, and uh, it's I think it's consistently better than Games with Gold. But I have to point out that they made a baffling decision. This month. So let's go over the games that are free. Uh, it's another solid month because you have uh, Maquette for PS5, uh, a game that Steve in the group says he's very excited for. Uh, I've never heard of it personally, so I can't uh, I can't speak on that, but uh, I'm sure I'll check it out because it's free. Uh, Remnant from the Ashes, a game that Jack has raved about, uh, is available for free, uh, a PS4 game. Uh, this is like a like, kind of like Dark Souls with guns, basically. Um, Farpoint, if you have PlayStation VR, you can get for free on PS4, Science Fiction Shooter. And then a big surprise on its one-year anniversary, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake 
is available for free for PS4. Now, this comes on the heels, and we'll talk about it later in the show, of Final Fantasy VII Remake for PS5 being announced. And, you know, during the announcement, they're like, ah, you know, PS4 owners will get the upgrade for free. So, you know, if I'm if I'm taking a step back, I'm like, oh, cool, get, you know, get this now and, you know, play it for free. And then I'll get, you know, an even better graphical version when it comes out to PS5. Au contraire, Micah, au contraire. So apparently, if you read the fine print, you should always read the fine print, kids. If you read the fine print, anyone who purchases... Final Fantasy VII Remake through the PlayStation Plus free game promotion will not be eligible to get a PS5 upgrade when that releases uh, this summer. My my thought my my guess is that if you want the PS5 version of Final Fantasy VII Remake, which you need in order to get play the new expansion that's coming out for it. <laughs> that's that's the thing, man. You have to actually purchase a full copy of the game. Uh, I'm assuming on your PS5 when that becomes available. So if I have this game Mm -hmm. uh, for PS4 now, you will get a free upgrade. I will get a free upgrade. Correct, because you paid because you paid money dollars for it, and I and I will be able to play uh, the annoying character expansion. Yes. Okay. That is correct. But, but if, I, me, if I was a patient gamer. Me, who like was patient me. and didn't buy this for a year, and I was like, oh, man, well, I've got no excuse to not check out Final Fantasy VII Remake now to get it for free. I will not be able to get the PS5 version. Now, that being said, PS4 version's no fucking slouch when it comes it's to beautiful. this game. It's, it's a gorgeous game. It's going to run even better on PS5, I have to imagine. You know what I mean? Like, I have to imagine that what's there is going to be even better. Um, but I'm not going to get the pretty 4K 60 frames per second version of Final Fantasy VII Remake unless I want to pay $60 or $70, which I can assure you, I do not. <laughs> so, so, so. I don't know. This just seems like a stupid a stupid thing to do. And the funny part is that there's going to be a ton of people who just see this is available for free and they're going to download it and then the upgrade's going to come out and they're gonna be like, oh, cool, I can upgrade for free. And they're not going to be able to do it and they're going to get pissed off. And that's going to like, – like, like, like that, that is going to come home to roost in August or whenever when the, when the new – when the upgraded version is supposed to come out. Yeah. Um it doesn't really make, I mean, it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. Right. Like it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense if you want people to like, if you want to tease them to, to, to buying your, into buying your game. I just, I just um, don't understand what the, like, do you, do they really expect people to be like, oh my God, this game was so good. And I want to play with Yuffie so badly that I'm going to pay full price for this game that I got for free. <laughs> like, is that something they think is going to happen? That's what they think is going to happen. Because <sighs> I, look, look, I like Final Fantasy VII as much as not as much as everyone else, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone loves it. I like it a lot, but it's their fault, right? It's right. their fault for blowing smoke up the ass of Final Fantasy VII for literally decades. That that. I, I completely understand them having that mentality. Yeah, like like I said, I, I to to quote to quote Jerry Seinfeld, I got to tell you, I don't see it happening. 
<laughs> you wait, Brad. Just you wait. You're gonna full go. You're gonna play this game, and you're gonna be like, "Wow, this is actually pretty fun." You're gonna you're gonna enjoy the game. Well, I I have no doubt that that's true. Am I gonna enjoy enjoy it enough to warrant paying sixty dollars for an expansion with a char- that features a character that I don't particularly like? You're gonna be like, "Wow, this game is so good." I can't wait to play this character that I hate and her two nobody friends. The only the only way that you could get me to not want to buy an expansion more is if it like featured Vincent Valentine prominently and like made him <laughs> into a bigger deal character than he actually is in the game. Now you roll out a Kate Sith expansion. Now we got <laughs> now we got things to talk about. Where's my where's my Sid expansion? I need I need I need a cigarette smoking, you know, crusty old man to to check out. Yeah. Why couldn't we get a sit expansion? Like I get it. Would have been way better than a Yuffie you know, expansion. I can tell you that. So Yuffie's cute and all, but like, nah, yo. she was the Yuffie's worst annoying. character. That's why she's she was terrible. optional. She was awful. You're right. She was optional. You didn't even pick her. <laughs> up. Um, Microsoft, I'm sure is relieved that, uh, PlayStation is getting so much attention in this regard because their offerings, uh, this month on games gold are par for the course. Uh, Warface breakout. Uh, is a spin-off game from the popular free-to-play FPS Warface uh, made by Crytek, uh, which came out last year. That's free on that Xbox. Sounds like, that sounds like a game sponsored by, like, a zit company. Holy Axe Body Spray. Brings you <laughs> yeah, yeah, Warface, Warface breakout. breakout. There you go. Um the the game that I'm sure everyone's going to be running towards for free, and again, I don't I don't know a thing about this game. It could be amazing, but I doubt it. Uh, Vicious Attack Llama Apocalypse, uh, which is a roguelike roguelite uh, couch co op top down twin stick shooter, which came out a couple of years ago. Um, so there's that. Uh, Metal Slug Three, which is probably the best game in reality on this list, is a 360 game that you can play for free. And then uh, Port Royale Three is a business simulation game. About pirating, which came out many, many years ago as well. That's free as well. This month. Yeah, Brad, you uh, you get a whopping $64.96 in savings. <laughs> to be fair, Metal, <laughs> Metal Slug was like $10, I think, when, when, it, when, it, when it even came out because it's a remake of an old game. So, um, As far as new games coming out, uh, Harvest Moon One World came to Nintendo Switch today, as Carrie will be quick to remind you, that's not the real Harvest Moon anymore. Uh, Maquette, as we mentioned, is available on PlayStation and PC. Uh, Monster Jam Steel Titans 2 comes to PC, PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and Stadia. Uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon gets its PS5 upgrade this week. Uh, Sir Lovelot comes to PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Uh, Gnosia comes to Switch. Kill It With Fire comes to PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Mortal Shell Enhanced Edition comes to next-generation consoles. Uh, Ranch Simulator comes to PC. Anton Ball Deluxe comes to PC. And Two Point Hospital Jumbo Edition comes to Xbox, PlayStation, and Switch. Uh, Micah is feverishly Googling Ranch Simulator, which I'd have to imagine is at least in the ballpark of Farming Simulator. Like, it's got to be somewhat close, right? I would, uh, I would think so. But, uh, you know, you don't know. It could be like, you know, a ranch dipping sauce. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I, I'm looking at uh, the first 16-minute gameplay demo where you're going. In, it, it looks like a bad Resident Evil game. Like you're going into this old house 
and um, I guess this is the the you're on the ranch and you gotta kind of fix this place up. I can't believe that this is 16 minutes. Like, I, I I don't. Um, I well, just, well, they want to know what you're they want you to know what you're getting into, Mike. <laughs> I guess you're you're just you bought just like a plot of land and like this old this old house and and you and you're just kind of putting it together. I will never understand um, the simulator the, games. Yeah, these these type of simulator games. Like I can understand like flight simulator, mm-hmm. right? Because like being a pilot is inherently interesting. But like this guy's cutting grass. Like, <laughs> I, I'd, I'd actually like to hear more about your ranch, like your ranch dressing simulator. The, the way I picture that game <laughs> happening is that you play as a native Californian and you try to find a way to eat ranch dressing as a condiment with literally every single food <laughs> that you that you uh, that you sample. <laughs> because Californians are gross. <laughs> Tiara doesn't listen to this show and she's not a native Californian, but I'm assuming because she now lives in California and has for a uh, you know, couple years that she too is now gross when it comes to her condiment desires. <laughs> oh, God. all right. I got, I can't look at this. Um, when I worked at Papa right. John's, we used to have ranch. Um, I think they still do. We had ra- the ranch dipping sauce for pizza crust because apparently people in California like to for dip their pizza? pizza crust in ranch. Yes. They dip everything right, in right, ranch yeah. dressing, Micah. All right. Yeah. Man, this, <laughs> this, this, this is just gross. And it's weird because California is like where all the food comes from. Right. So like, <laughs> like all your good food comes from California. Like why are you poisoning it with ranch dipping sauce? <laughs> Boy, nothing like nothing like nothing like baked dough and ranch sauce. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> I love California, but come on, man. Um, look, folks, you can go to nensepixels uh, slash fans to get uh, invited into our Discord. We have a lot of fun there. Uh, you can go to youtube.com slash densepixels and subscribe. Uh, I am wearing a basic black shirt, whereas mm-hmm. Brad looks like he is uh, Al Borland if he was a craft <laughs> brewer. Um, you can go. To- I don't know if I like that description, <laughs> but it's but it is aptly on the nose, probably. So. <laughs> Uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can subscribe to all of our podcasts. This one, uh, low key, the best one, uh, the nerd apocalypse, uh, low key, the first one, uh, black on black cinema, low key, the black one, uh, coming distractions, low key, the one that we need to do more of, um, and the weekly preview episode of the look forward political podcast, low key, the smart one, um, and if that's not enough, you can go to densepixels.com slash premium. For $5 a month, $50 a year, you get access to the premium slate of podcasts, including the airing of grievances, which uh, we are going to record uh, this week, this Thursday. Um, it's going to be the caddy. Uh, oh, the, ca- the caddy is a fucking fantastic episode of uh oh it is uh no time to bleed the men with the golden tongues upstage conversation and the full two hour ish episode of the look forward political podcast i like i said i can't wait to listen to this episode the air grievances coming up <laughs> it's gonna this, be it's gonna uh, be wild. caddy and and i wanted and the next one is the seven 
which is another fun episode um, that, uh, that uh, yeah, we got to, I'm, I'm going to sit him down and we're going to record, uh, we're going to record at least the caddy because the caddy, I watched it last night uh, or the couple of days ago with my wife and my wife likes Seinfeld, but she's not like mm-hmm. into Seinfeld. She just likes funny stuff. Right. And I'm watching it. She's like, turn that around. And she's just laughing her ass off. So I'm like, of course, of course, you need to watch all of these. So it's very good. Um, so PlayStation had a state of play last week, right? Typically we would mention, uh, the state of play in like the big news of the week. This state of play did not warrant being mentioned in the big news of the week. It warrants being mentioned into, in the quick hit segment of the show. Cause we are going to blitz through these cause there really wasn't much to see. Um, they showed off PS5 enhancements for Crash Bandicoot 4. They showed actual gameplay of Returnal, uh, which looks interesting. Like I said, it looks like if Mark made a roguelike game. That's basically what it is, essentially, at the end of the day. Um, there's a Kung Fu game called Sifu that they showed a trailer for. Uh, they showed more from Knockout City, which we saw during the Nintendo Switch, the Nintendo Direct uh, last week as well. Uh, they showed gameplay for game called Solar Ash, uh, which is the next game that's coming from the folks that did uh, Hyperlight Drifter, uh, which again looks kind of interesting, kind of mirrors edgy in in some ways. Um, some gameplay shown for the new Five Nights at Freddy's game. Uh, they showed another trailer for Oddworld, Soul, Oddworld Soulstorm, which is coming out in about a month. Uh, they have gameplay and story details, details for a game called uh, Canna Bridge of, Bridge of Spirits. Uh, they showed more Deathloop. Like, all I've seen from that game is just fucking cut-together gameplay trailers. <laughs> they gave it a James Bond theme. Which is cool. Like, I'm I'm always <laughs> down for that. I, um, I, I want to be, I, I want to like that game, but I don't know if I will. Yeah, I, I, I understand. Um, like I said, it's already <laughs> got a, it's already got a, a, a strike against it, because I, I really did not care for Dishonored. Um, yeah. When I played that game as well. Uh, and then the last part of the presentation was dedicated to Final Fantasy VII Remake. So they talked about the PS5 version, which again is going to uh, is going to give you the ability to switch between uh, 4K graphics and 60 FPS. Uh, how they aren't going to run both at the same time baffles me, but fine. Um, they've improved all the lighting and textures. Like they kind of showed a side by side of the same scene between both systems. I got to say the PS five version from what they were showing on the screen, it doesn't look markedly better. And I think that says more about how good the PS four version looked than a knock on, you know, them not doing enough to upgrade the PS five version. It's uh, it's, it's the devil's in the details with this particular upgrade. Right. And, um, I'm not, um, you know, it, it's all about like lighting Mm-hmm. And like minute textures, um, because the game already, uh, the game already looks stellar, man. Right. Like, so it's going to be like, you won't notice it unless someone is pointing it out to you. Yep. You know what I mean? That's how subtle the changes are. But, um, uh, you know, it'll be a, it's a good reason to kind of jump back into that game again. Yeah. Um, well, but again, and again, Mike, you get a new episode added to the game as well for free uh, that has Yuffie as the main protagonist as, as well as, free? yeah, it's part, it's part of this edition of the game. Oh, okay. Yeah. It doesn't, right. it doesn't cost anything extra. So I thought you had to buy it. No. Stupid Yuffie. 
Uh, oh, so here we go. So now, now I'm reading even more fine print, Mike. I'm reading even more fine print. You are correct. So you can upgrade to the PS5 version and carry your save data over. However, if you want to play the Yuffie stuff, you need to buy the Yuffie episode. Uh, yeah, that okay. sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yuffie's, Yuffie's mad annoying, yo. <laughs> but, um, but, 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 but she, but she comes equipped with two charismatic friends this time. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> right. To accentuate her being mad annoying. Um, she comes with two straight men, two, or, you know, two straight people. And I'm like, all right, not straight as in like, you know what I'm talking about. But, um, I don't know. Look, it's the, it's a good reason to jump back in the game. The game is fun. Um, spoiler alert, Brad, like they change things. Oh, I, 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 I know the full plot already of the game. Right. So, so that's, that's what I'm interested in with this. But like the thing that I'm most interested in would come in a sequel. So true. Um, That's true. Yeah. Why is Yuffie in Midgar? Who the fuck knows? Like I'm sure they'll, <laughs> I'm sure they'll have a reason to explain why she's there instead of hanging out in Pagoda land. So, uh, there's a bunch of like final fantasy stuff. They're doing. Well, they're doing a photo mode too, which, you know, every game with their salt. Has Gosh, yeah. I'm about to say, I've, I've, I've been meaning to upload my ghost of Tsushima photos. Cause I had a lot of those. Cause that game was yeah. way too much fun to take, to take photos in. It's the most uh, advanced photo mode I've ever. It's the best photo mode I've seen in a game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, photo mode for, look, you got photo mode and you got a woman with big boobs in it. So <laughs> guess what you're going to see th- all throughout of June. Of course. Just a bunch of, just a bunch of Tifa pics. Um, there was like a bunch of other Final Fantasy stuff that was announced. Like, like a, a, a Final Fantasy, like, like, what I forget what the type of game the type of game that that Fortnite is like what's the like the a battle genre? royale yeah there's a final fantasy battle royale game coming out there's a there's the entire compendium of final fantasy games coming to mobile of all things like it, it's it's weird man it's weird like just 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 make the sequel to this just make the sequel to this or and, or give us our Final Fantasy VI remake that we're never going to get. So, well, look, that's that's our golden son, Brad. It is our golden son. Except, oh, oh, except, except this actually except, has a chance of happening, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> small small though it may be, you're saying there's a chance. Uh, more PlayStation news. Uh, PlayStation has announced that as of August 31st, 2021, uh, you will no longer be able to purchase and rent movies and TV shows through the PlayStation Store. Uh, this does not surprise me at all. There is way too much competition uh, out there for these kind of services, many of them with apps on the PlayStation itself. Like, like, like there's literally no need for Sony to offer this service. And I'm assuming the fact that they're discontinuing it means that they don't see a need to offer it either in terms of how much they're actually moving. Have you ever rented a movie or bought a movie on your PlayStation? No. Are you yeah. crazy? <laughs> no. Uh, what, uh, what's going to happen to the poor unfortunate soul that did buy. <laughs> you will you will still be able to have access to those apparently. And and here's the thing, right? Like I I I'm I have a digital library, right? Mm-hmm. And um 
I usually get my stuff through uh, Apple because I figure Apple ain't going nowhere, mm-hmm. right? Um, but they also have like a like a thing called Movies Anywhere, mm-hmm. where it's a like a program that kind of compiles all of the things that you have purchased over different uh, you know avenues and just kind of puts them in one place for you. Mm-hmm. Like I can look at my iTunes purchases through my Verizon box if I want to watch them like on television and not use like an Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if this is a part of that because if this is a part of it, then it's like, all right, well for that poor unfortunate soul that bought movies through their PlayStation, then it's not that bad. But well, it just kind of goes to show you that uh, you should really be careful about where you're buying digital content. Uh, make sure that you're, you know, spending your money with someone who has the best chance of being around the long haul. And I guess it's weird, right? Because like you want to, I guess you want to kind of consolidate and focus on one service as much as possible. But then at the same time, that's also putting a lot of eggs in one basket. So yeah, we'll see what happens. I like said the the future of licensing for digitally owned products. I don't think the story has been fully written on that yet. I think that as time goes along and as services shutter, uh, you're going to see a lot more uh, legislation around that because I don't think people will stand for their shit just being ripped away from them. Yeah, like, you know, you're not buying a product. You're buying a license to use the product. Right. But you can't tell that to people. They're like, no, I bought it. And, and you know, they do have I think they have a leg to stand on, mm-hmm. especially when, you know, the digital merchandise costs the same as the physical media. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. So some sad news. Um, Japan studio is the oldest, uh, lasting Sony first party studio that's existed. Um, some of the games that they're most known for, uh, since dating back to 1993, uh, they did the Ape Escape games. They did Patapon and Locoroco. Uh, they did Knack. They've assisted on a lot of other titles. Uh, and they've also done the Astrobot games. Well, Sony, uh, attributing to poor financial results, is winding down the studio and downsizing it. Uh, all, anyone that they hang on to from the studio is going to be folded into um, a Sobe team who is the makers of the Astrobot franchise of games. Uh, and then unfortunately everyone else is going to probably be let go, uh, just do again to poor results of games that have been coming out from that studio. Uh, Gravity Rush is a game that I can think of that did not do very well. That was coming from them among others. So that's very sad. Uh, a lot of the studio heads uh, have been leaving in the past couple of weeks uh, so like I said, you never like to hear this, especially a studio that's been around with Sony as long as they have, uh, it speaks well of the Astro franchise that they've been doing as well with their two games they put out with. But unfortunately this is the, this is the way of the world. If you put out games that aren't getting uh, a lot of play. So, yeah, uh, I don't know what to say other than, uh, it sucks. And, uh, I hope those people, uh, who will let go or land on their feet. Uh, Electronic Arts has decided to delay uh, the next Need for Speed game by a year uh, because they need Criterion to help support DICE on the development of Battlefield 6. 
Uh, according to a statement from EA, their chief studio officer, Laura Miel, uh, she says, Battlefield is shaping up great. The team has been working incredibly hard. They pushed hard last year, and yes, we have been working from home. It's hard to make games from home, and the DICE team is fatigued. Uh, so they want to make sure that the game is going to be developed as smoothly as possible. So Criterion has been tapped uh, to work on Battlefield 6 right now. I don't think any of us are necessarily going to be crying in our cornflakes uh, that we have to wait an extra year for a Need for Speed game. So. Yeah, I you know, if they said that uh, EA delays new Need for Speed to work on Need for Speed, uh, then that would be great. <laughs> but uh, no, they're just delaying it for – and look. Uh, you know, with 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 crunch and all that going on, uh, being more prevalent and people knowing about it, and people not being, you know, one hundred percent afraid to report it, uh, it's that's fine. You know, if you gotta if you gotta delay one game because like that's just that's just how business is. Mm -hmm. Like we're gonna delay this game that people don't play a lot of in in the grand scheme of things to work on a game that they do. Yep. Um, I 100% get it, and, you know, see you, see you next year, Need for Speed. Uh, much more on EA later in the show. Uh, Epic Games, not content with owning one of the most popular games in the world, wants to make sure that they own all of the most popular games in the world. Uh, they have bought Mediatonic, who's a video game developer, and you may say, Mediatonic, I've never heard of them. Oh, yes, you have. Uh, Mediatonic is the developer of the smash hit of last year, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. Uh, Epic Games has snatched up uh, Psionics, who develops Rocket League in the past couple of years as well. So again, Epic Games uh, just wants all the companies, uh, and that's cool for these guys. I mean, this, this is a super small studio. Um, the game, like I said, Fall Guys is better and runs more stably than it has any right to considering the size of the team and how big that game blew up and how much they had to pivot uh, with supporting the the servers of the game. Um, I commend them for doing the job they did. I said it's one of the best stories uh, of games last year. So this is a just reward uh, for those guys that have been working hard uh, for the last uh, year or so on this game. This is the dream, right? Right. To, you know, you're working in your garage or whatever, making a game and then, uh, you know, you, you strike gold and a big company buys you up. Um, d does it, is that the dream or is Bungie the dream? I mean, Bungie is probably look, the ultimate Bun dream, but it took Bungie a long time to get there. Right. Right. And it took them being bought up by a giant conglomerate. Right. To get their name out there to you know, then finally be able to break out on their own. But, uh, no, I mean, no, I mean, no. I mean, Bungie was owned by two of the largest companies in gaming right? for, for, <laughs> for long periods of time. Like, like, like they got to, they got to nurture their craft under, uh, Microsoft. And then, you know, Activision probably had less to do with nurturing and just more to do with being a bankroll. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they, they, they had to, they had to stick in that relationship for several years before they were finally able to strike it on their own. And now look at them. Um, so I think like that's the long term goal of a lot of. I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't even call it a goal. Like like you said, it's the dream of a lot of small studios. But this is kind of the first step in in being part of a bigger package to hone your craft yeah. in many ways. So we'll see we'll see what happens there. Oh my gosh! Uh, sorry, <laughs> my son is uh, 
having a meltdown apparently. Oh, it's all all, all too familiar. <laughs> all too familiar. Uh finally in the news this week, uh Hogwarts Legacy, the upcoming uh Harry Potter universe game. Uh is so I I find it amusing that the these game developers that have unfortunately been you know caught in the crossfire of the fact that JK Rowling appears to be a shit person and a, and a turf as the uh, as the kids say. Uh, they've been going out of their way to to distance themselves from her. Uh, the latest, uh, and this is good news as well, is that the game is going to have a trans-inclusive character creator as well as feature a transgender character in the game as well. Uh, their character designer will let you pick uh, an unlinked body type and voice option. So if you have a male body type, you're not forced to have uh, a male voice, things of that nature. Uh, body types are also labeled as witch or wizard. Uh, and it'll determine which of the school's dorms that your character is placed in. Uh, of course, J.K. Rowling very famously has been uh, just, you know, putting her whole ass out there and, and you know, speaking out against trans folks, which is pretty fucked up. Um, but the Hogwarts legacy people are determined to make sure that this game does not go down uh, with her <laughs> shitty attitude and behavior. Do you think, uh, I don't know how far along this game is, but do you think this you know, this was the plan all along to to have a character creator that is flexible in this way? Or do you think it's something that they were like, you know what, we, like you said, we want to make sure that, you know, that, that she don't speak for us. I we, mean, we're, in all honesty... I'm sure it was a reaction to, to the negative press. Like, <laughs> like, like I, I, I would, I would bet almost any amount of money that this is not something that they had planned for originally, and That's and not not thinking. for any malicious reason, mind you. Just right. because they just probably didn't even right. think about it. Right. Um. So again, like I said, it's 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 always good to do the right thing, even if it's not necessarily for the right reasons. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> as long as you get there. I think I think at the end of the day that I think that's that's a good thing. <laughs> I mean, you know, as long as you get there, then we'll worry about how you got there. Right. And 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 again, for them, I mean, just just to be completely cynical about this entire situation, for them this is this is offering a bridge for folks that in the wake of JK Rowling's comments want absolutely nothing more to do with the Harry Potter universe of products essentially. Right. So they can say, oh, look, you know, it's, it's it, we're not J.K. Rowling. Like, we're kind of doing our own thing over here. And people that want to play the Harry Potter Hogwarts game, that gives them something to kind of grab onto to be like, well, look, it, like, she shit, but these guys are cool. And I like right. the Harry Potter universe. Yeah. For so. all the people who have to do the mental gymnastics of liking something that a bigot creates, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I get it. Right, we've all been there, unfortunately. Right, right. right. <laughs> we all have to do our hoops, and our, well, well, I can separate the art from the artist. Like, mm, yeah, but there gets to there gets to a point where you can't, and and uh, then you got to make a then you're that meme of that of that guy sweating. Like, which button do I press? <laughs> so. Uh, this is cool for them, though. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad. Not cool for them, but I'm I'm glad they're doing it. Um, I, I would be even more glad if you were to go to densepixel.com slash Amazon. 
<laughs> I was I was you know. wondering how you were going to segue from 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 this uh, for that subject matter into into an Amazon read by yeah, yeah, by yeah, Jeff yeah, yeah, Bezos's yeah. wares. Inclusiveness is fine and all that, but you know, let's get to, let's get we're in America. Let's get down to brass tacks. Capitalism, baby. Go to densepixels.com slash Amazon and and help us um uh with a with a finder's fee. Uh when you go to densepixels.com slash Amazon for all of your Amazon purchases, you don't pay anything extra, but you do help out the show. Um I'm on densepixels.com slash Amazon right now. And apparently my wife is planning on buying a fitted crib sheet, black boy, superhero, 100% cotton crib sheets for boys, African-American baby mattress sheets for crib and toddler beds. That is the name of it. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like something that was translated from Japanese. (laughs) But but yes, go to densepixels.com slash Amazon. Uh, I'll tell you what game that you should probably not buy from densepixels.com slash Amazon. That is Anthem. Uh, we've been, they, they've been, you know, Bioware's been pretty radio silent on what they've been doing with the game. Uh, we heard a couple weeks ago that EA uh, was going to basically decide to shit or get off the pot at this point when it comes to the, the redevelopment of Anthem 2.0. And they have decided, sadly, to pull the plug. Uh, the Anthem reboot, Anthem Next, Anthem 2.0, whatever you want to call it, uh, is dead and done for as of today. Uh, Bioware's Christian Daly, the executive producer on the game, uh, said, in the spirit of transparency and closure, we wanted to share we've made the difficult decision to stop our development work on Anthem, a.k.a. Anthem Next. We will, however, continue to keep the Anthem live service running as it exists today. Uh, They noted that the COVID-19 situation and folks having to work from home definitely had an impact on productivity. Um, And look, anyone that didn't see this coming once, you know, Bioware announced like, hey, we're going to be ramping up into Dragon Age 4. Hey, we're making a brand new Mass Effect game. Hey, we got Mass Effect Legendary Edition coming out soon. You had to see this coming. Like Bioware is a big studio, but your resources can only be stretched so many ways. Um, as, yeah. as soon as the new Mass Effect was announced, like in earnest, and they're like, "Oh, we've got like, you know, we've got concept art, we have plans, we have this." I'm like, "All right, well, Anthem's fucking done at this point." <laughs> and I get it. Like, like as much as I would have been curious to see what an Anthem 2.0 looked like, there there does come a point where you're throwing good money after bad if you're EA and I think that point for Anthem probably passed a year ago if I'm being honest so like I I'm not surprised at all that they decided to pull the plug on this game yeah um you know it uh it is what it is um it was it was fun while it lasted I'm not gonna be like Anthem sucks like no I had fun with Anthem um, it just wasn't done. Like it was half baked. And, um, and, uh, I think if they made an earnest attempt, like it didn't even have to be like 100% finished or whatever, but if you made an earnest attempt, um, this could have been something, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, let's, uh, let's hope that, um, let's hope that Mass Effect four will be. We'll have a couple of elements uh, from Anthem, right? Like I, 
I like the flight, man. Mm-hmm. The flight was uh the flight in Anthem was really good. It was really fun. Um Anthem just kind of Anthem just kind of f- fell to the the victim of what a lot of looter shooters do, mm-hmm. right? Like super spongy enemies, um crappy loot drops. And it didn't have a lot of uh as much as it tried to have like personality, it didn't have any soul to it, mm-hmm. right? Like there was no, there was there wasn't something that that made it distinctly anthem. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can t- Borderlands is distinct, uh, Destiny is distinct, uh, but Anthem just felt like Anthem felt like it was designed by committee. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, to some extent it was like, like if you, if you go back and read all the, you know, insider reporting that Jason Schreier did about the development of the game, like EA had a very heavy hand, uh, in, in the design of that game and, uh, and forced them to switch gears a lot. Like I said, it definitely took Bioware from, from being the villain to being more of a sympathetic figure. Or at least the the, the 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 grinders in Bioware, like their management probably didn't come off of that looking looking all that great either um, from the way things were going. Uh, but that transitions nicely into the next story I want to talk about. And I'm super curious to hear your your take on this. So I, I have to imagine um, very much due to the Anthem situation uh, – and and also because Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was tremendously successful, uh, and that was a single player only game. Uh, EA is backing off of their studios a little bit. So apparently, Dragon Age Four was supposed to have a heavy multiplayer component in the game, which I have to imagine was mandated by EA. Forget the fact that the previous three games in the series didn't feature like super crazy multiplayer stuff like didn't uh, if i'm not mistaken you can correct me inquisition had some multiplayer inquisition did have multiplayer it was garbage Mm -hmm. and i and and nobody remembers it right like i said and and we've seen this in plenty of bioware games going back i mean mass effect 3 as for as fun as the cooperative multiplayer was in that game Mm -hmm. felt like attack on mandated by ea and probably would the game itself, the main game itself would have been better served had it not been forced to exist. Had you not had to devote resources to that. Um, but EA has decided now that that they're going to remove the multiplayer components and let Bioware just make the fucking game that they want to make, which is what they should have been doing the whole fucking time. Yeah. Um, you know, normally when you you hear something like this, the first inclination is like, oh, well, I wonder what it would have. No, no, I don't wonder at all. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, I, I, I'm just like it, the, 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 the powers that be, right? The, the non-creatives in, in business amaze me. Because it's, it really is down to the bottom line. It really is down to what they think will make money. And the only way that they know is by looking at what other people do, mm-hmm. which is why Anthem existed, right? Right. Like, 
Dragon Age was an established franchise with a tremendous following. And 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 it's like um you ever watch uh those screen rant um uh, pitch meetings mm-hmm. where the guy is is it, where the the guy is playing two characters. One is a writer, and the other is the Hollywood exec. And then every once in a while, the Hollywood exec will be like, "Yeah, we'll throw multiplayer in there." Well, but this is a yeah, yeah. But no, throw multiplayer in there. <laughs> well, why would we want to throw multiplayer in a in a in a Dragon Age? No, but put multiplayer in there and charge people boxes for it you know and it, that's what it feels like you know like this person knows like these people know nothing about the creative process but they but they but they know money or they think they know money i just uh this is wild man i just and it's, well, it, sorry, it took the success of a single player game lo and behold right to, to for them to realize oh hey maybe people want single player games like no shit dude here's like, that's what people have been crying for forever here's what i don't understand so on, on, on two, on two fronts, look at PlayStation. Okay. All you have to do is look at PlayStation. The last of us series, horizon zero dawn, <laughs> Spider-Man and Spider-Man miles Morales, ghost of Tsushima, which added multiplayer later, but when the game released, like it was single player and the multiplayer they added was very earnest and, and fun. Right. You can't make money off of that multiplayer that they added for free. Right. <laughs> like like they just they're like, ah, this is cool. Like but after after they developed their single player game and released it, right? <laughs> like like so so PlayStation just just PlayStation has had all these hits. You can look at Ubisoft. Look at how amazing and high selling and tremendous the Assassin's Creed C- series is now. What's one of the things that went away from that game before it fucking exploded into the series that it is today. They took out multiplayer, which it used to have, uh, the Witcher three, you know, one of the most successful RPGs of last generation, single player only game. There is like, there's, there is more evidence than you need. Here's the other thing that drives me up the fucking wall with EA. FIFA earns a billion dollars. Every single year. Madden, I'm sure, is in the hundreds of millions of dollars. Every single year. Battlefield, I'm sure, makes in the hundreds of millions of dollars in microtransactions. Every single year. So my question to Electronic Arts is this. How much money do you need? (laughs) That every game has to have some kind of multiplayer in it. And again, if we just reverse it back to, you know, Titan, what could, a, what could Titanfall have been if, it, you know, if, if we didn't force multiplayer down people's throats? Right. You know what I mean? Like, like, like you know, it's like if you just build, you know, f- focus on building a really good single player FPS. I don't know. And, and like you said with Ghost of Tsushima, it's not even that it's multiplayer. It's the it's the bullshit that comes with sustained multiplayer like yes. i understand you know you're gonna the, people are gonna throw the well it costs money to keep the servers running and we you know we like yeah well then don't do it then don't do it focus on making your your triple a game mm-hmm. and and if it's good the money's gonna flow in man 
It just is. Well, and, and, and again, for Bioware's games specifically, like if you're not designing a game from the ground up to be a great game focused around multiplayer stuff, then that, like you mentioned earlier, that mode literally exists. Like, like Mass Effect, the mode in Mass Effect, fun as it was, literally existed to get you to buy supply boxes. That's the only reason that mode exists in the game. The fact the fact that it was fun and and could hold your attention for more than an hour is a bonus. That game that like I said it was crafted for you to spend three dollars to buy credits to buy those upgrade packs so that you could get your single use powers that you could use in in, in your missions. Right. That's why it's, it existed. I, I'm sure whatever Dragon Age did was going to be filled with cosmetics and all sorts of things you could use to bling out your character and it would be some kind of like cooperative survival mode or something along those lines and this, that, or the other thing. And there would have been tons of stuff you could have thrown money at and that's all it would have been good for. Yeah. That's it, man. Like, it just doesn't... It, it, so, bottom line, good. I'm I'm glad that... Uh, that uh, that common sense has prevailed, and um, yeah, all, all all it took was a was hundred was a game with the budget of hundreds of millions of dollars behind it to fail catastrophically, <laughs> right? Like with with one of the more with one of the most uh, with one of the all, all it took was a Star Wars game that you actually right. gave a damn about. So you have to one give a damn, and two. They had one of the hot, one of the best selling IPs uh, yeah. in existence. And and, and why was that Star Wars game allowed to exist, Micah? Because Respawn made a game that makes a shitload of money every fucking month. <laughs> so Respawn's like, look, we, we 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 more than funded the the right to do whatever fucking game we want to here. <laughs> so because I mean, certain like like if Apex Legends do, is doesn't exist and isn't as successful as it is. Do we get Jedi Fallen Order in in the Probably way that it is? Not. Probably not. Like yeah. they hired actor actors to be in that right. movie. <laughs> oh, that movie, that game. You know what I mean? I was like, say, don't don't be giving it that much credit now. Like you gave, <laughs> the game's not that good. <laughs> Come on. Speaking of throwing an assload of money at stuff for no actual tangible benefit, uh, apparently Stadia has been a fucking shit show. Uh, <laughs> Jason Schreier is back on his bullshit again, reporting reporting for Bloomberg. Uh, talking about Google. So we, we, we missed the story. We talked about the fact that Stadia was closing their internal studios. Uh, we missed the story about how fucked up it is that, that they basically got it. All the studios got an email from Phil Harrison literally the day before that announcement, giving them a big old attaboy and pat on the back, telling them, telling them how good a job they were doing, which is really fucked up. Um, so yeah, Schreier basically talks about the, the lifespan of Stadia. So far, um, apparently Google overshot uh, their projections on how many of these, you know, units would sell in the by the hundreds of thousands, which is why they were basically just giving them away for free at the end of last year. Um, Google's services in the past that have been successful have typically started out very small. And then grown into something very big. Like quite famously, Gmail was in beta for five years before it was released as a full product. Uh, they did the complete opposite here with Stadia. Uh, they, they, I mean, we all we we remember that press conference. We covered it. The you know the, after it happened about what was going on. And the other best stuff is not not only did they not have all of their features 
set in place when this when the service launched because they were trying to run up and just get shit out there. Apparently, they've Google has spent tens of millions of dollars per game to get big third party games ported onto the Stadia platform. And I'm like, I'm talking about like they're paying Rockstar over ten million dollars to get Red Dead Redemption Two. They're paying. Uh, Ubisoft over $10 million to get Assassin's Creed on the Stadia platform. (laughs) And yeah. And like I said, they, they, you know, they built these game studios, they brought in Jade Raymond, but there weren't, they weren't willing to spend the same money on internal development as they were throwing at external folks to buy games that at that point were already, you know, six months old to a year old. This is, um, this is, uh, what we like to call the, the Micah way of doing this. <laughs> just don't know what you're doing. Here's some money. I want this. Put Destiny on my on my 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 crap box, my stadium. Put Destiny on there. Well, I don't know if that, like, here's some money. Do it. Do it. Uh not to like because he's not a problematic person from anything that I've seen so far. How does Phil Harrison continue to gain prolific employment in the video game industry at this point. Like seriously, like, like, like dude's been, dude's been front and center on, on some major fucking debacles over the years. I mean, like he was with Sony for the launch of the PlayStation three. He was with Microsoft for the launch of the Xbox one. He then went to Atari (laughs) of all places and then, and then surfaced with Google. You know, I I have no idea. Like, I'm looking at uh, his Wikipedia just to kind of see if I can piece something together. But he's got a lot. Well, yeah, it, it, he was with Atari. Then uh, he was dealing with Gaikai. Remember Gaikai? Mm-hmm. Um, then he joined uh, Microsoft. Then he went to... Then he left Microsoft. Then he went to Google. And now I... I don't know, man. Yeah, it's like I said. He he seems to always be front and center for uh, for the worst decisions. Not not that I think that he has a ton of you know ton of ton of sway over Google. Um, I don't know. It, I I I didn't think Stadia would was great out of the gate. I didn't think it would be this bad this quickly. Um, now the, here's the tough part, though. I don't know how long this lasts. Because Google's quick on the trigger to blow stuff up. It would be pretty rough if they pulled the stadium service down this fast. Because it's only been out in the wild for about a year and a half, give or take. Um, I don't see it make I don't see it making it through this year. Yeah. Um yeah, it's gonna I be twenty twenty two, new year, new me. Ooh. Like that's I got I gotta tell you, if you're up at games, man. You better, you better, you better swoop in and be the white knight for those people. I'm not kidding. Like, like you better come in and be like, yo, every game that you bought on Stadia, it's you got it in the Epic Store. Come, come to our family. We're gonna give you a big old, big old Epic Games hug. What do they have to lose? Seriously, like, 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 if, like yeah. if you're someone who's invested a shitload of money into purchasing Stadia games, first of all, if you have, woo. <laughs> that was a bad move. Um, but like, if, you, if you're if your buddy that's actually dropped money, like you know, actual money on Stadia games, 
like like what would that be for Epic? It'd be nothing. It'd be nothing. Because again, you're not even dealing in an actual in, in a tangible product. Like all you're doing is is paying royalties at the end right. of the day. And there's only like five of you, so like you know, like you said, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be that big of a deal for for Epic. Ah, this is wild, man. Yeah. Uh, this is it. This is the last year for Stadia. Um, I'd be surprised if it makes it through the year, mm. but um, this is it for Stadia this year. I just, is, I, I, it just, I don't know. It, it just doesn't make sense to me that a company as big as Google could fail this poorly on, on this particular project. I mean, it's just because they, they don't, you know, I can't imagine that people at Google. Like, yeah, sure, they play games, but like they're they're too busy spying on people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I think it's just I think it's just they don't have any any executives that, you know, can can kind of get it done. Like I've I've rewatched Iron Man One today mm-hmm. and um the villain in Iron Man One is uh Jeff Bridges. And Jeff Bridges wants to build uh an iron man suit and and he has a whole team of people right Mm -hmm. like he has a whole team of people to build this thing that one guy did and he goes to one of the guys is like tony stark built this in a cave with a bunch of scraps and it's like well we're not tony stark (laughs) like like this just isn't their thing so it just seems wild but yeah yeah this just isn't their thing well, I'm glad I got a free Chromecast out of the deal. Like I said, I can't <laughs> complain about that. Uh, finally, Nintendo put out a Pokemon Direct, which was way better than the Nintendo Direct that they had put out the week prior. A uh, lot of big news. A lot of big news. The first one uh, was the last thing they showed. It's a new game called Pokemon Legends Arceus. It's a brand new game. It's going to take place in the Sinnoh region. Apparently, it's a prequel for the Sinnoh region, and it is an open-world Pokemon game, Micah. Pokemon of the wild, if you will. What what people have been dreaming of for Pokemon for years. So everyone's pretty excited about this. Um, that, it's a good idea. You know, it's uh, it's what they should have done instead of. Um, I figured something like this would come out instead of the AR Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, this is cool. Like you have to literally run around, and I mean, it's all been leading up to this, right? Like right. the regions or whatever are big enough, and I assume that this is just the same thing, just with no transitions, probably like no no loading screens. So. Uh, it's the next step. Um, it's kind of cool. I'm happy for Pokemon fans. I think I'm. I think I'm Pokemoned out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like it's a it's a very good RPG, but um, I just don't. I, I I just don't have it in me anymore. Like the monsters are, like so, like when the monsters are literally just like a a, a bunch of squares, <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm, like how many iterations of a bird can you have? You know what I mean? Like I I don't. Um, like I said, I, I, I played I, I played one point 
nine Pokemon games. And I and I feel like that that was enough to experience what the what the franchise you, has to offer. You played every single Pokemon game there. You played every <laughs> single Pokemon game. There's just more monsters, but the systems are pretty much the same. It's the rock, paper, scissors, you yep. know, system that's in all RPGs. Um, it's just, you know, if if you're in the dog fighting, then then you you know, then that's when you play Pokemon. Uh, more exciting news. Uh, speaking of the Sinnoh region, uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl are coming to the Nintendo Switch in late 2021. Uh, these are being said as a faithful remake of Diamond and Pearl, which originally came out in the DS many, many years ago. Uh, no clue. I'm not sure if they're going with like the Let's Go format. I would imagine not. Otherwise, they would have had that in the title. So. Yeah, I guess you're going to see whatever a switch switch uh, the switchified version of Diamond and Pearl looks like, essentially. So again, people are stoked. I know that a lot of folks like for, Platinum was their favorite one. Um, unfortunately, neither of these are Pokemon Platinum, so so you're going to have to buy both if you want to be able to get all the Pokemon. But uh, yeah, I'm very good there. And then of course, uh, Pokemon Snap is coming out on April 30th. Uh, they showed some of the gameplay in the game. Uh, they also mentioned a new MOBA that's coming called uh, Pokemon Unite. And uh, there's a new raid coming uh, to Pokemon Sword and Shield uh, where you can fight a Gigantamax Pik- Pikachu. So, uh, Pokemon Snap, the original photo mode in video games. Yes. Uh, what, if, what if a video game was only photo mode? That's what Pokemon Snap is. <laughs> um... Okay. Um, like I said, this, this, this is where we're really suffering not having Carrie on the show this week because she would care a lot more uh, yeah. than you and I do uh, yeah. about Pokemon. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I'm happy you're happy. Yeah. As Terrence would say, you like it, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> we go now to the Dense Pixels post office as usual. If you are a member of our Discord, you can submit questions to us in there. Whatever you want, and then we'll answer them on the show. Uh, Jace wanted to make sure that we talked about the Outriders demo. Uh, Micah, I am tasking you to at least get to the point of class selection and to make it to like the home base. All right, just well, so I'm you can give some make, impressions. I'm gonna have to make a uh, a new character because mm-hmm. the character that I picked, you know, there there's generally not like a lot of choices for like black hair, mm-hmm. right? Like this guy has, um, they have cornrows that are not tight right as one of the options uh that is just disgraceful um they have uh dreads that that look like something out of a tyler perry movie right like tyler perry is known for having just the worst wigs humanly possible in his movies with him usually wearing one, like everyone knows you're bald, dude. Like, what is what is like? No, dude, no. Like Shamar Moore had the worst cornrow wig I'd ever seen in my entire life. But the dread option is what's in this game, and then bald. So I usually just make a bald character. You and, know, that's that's I, how we'll know that there's more black people working in game development. One day is when the black creative right. character options actually look like black people. Yes, thank you. That's all. That's it. That's all I'm asking for. I'm just asking for some decent hair. Um, I but I will go back and I will I will I will get to the point where I can actually pick a class. I'll probably pick the the mage class 
because it seems the most interesting. Right? I've I've heard I've heard the Pyromancer is the the most fun of the of the ones on offer. So, or at least in yeah, the demo, like I said, we don't we don't get anything past our initial three powers. So, you'll yeah. have to uh, you'll have to work on that. Um, Mark asks. Uh, he has actually two questions. He says, "What games?" are guaranteed to bring you to a happy place if you're going to a, through a down mood period, um, like, you know, winter blues, pandemic isolation, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, uh, I fire up one of the Spider-Man games. Um, just swinging is fun. Stopping random criminals is fun. Um, or I'll just zone out while playing a fighting game. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I'll either throw in Tekken or Street Fighter and just kind of, just kind of futz around and, and, and just kind of zone out. Yeah. Any, um, any, anything that I can, uh, not have to think real hard is usually good. So like if I put a Mario game up in there, Mario games are usually always fun to put a smile on my face. Uh, Diablo is definitely in that camp. Uh, I can see Hades is going to be a game that I return to often. Uh, that's like comfort food in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, so yeah, stuff, st- stuff with a, with an engaging, uh, but repetitive feedback loop, uh, is generally a good way to do that. And then he said, what games have the most frustrating, uh, rug yanks as in the rug being yanked out from under you, you're building up progress. You're making the right choices, building up experience and stats only to have a cutscene come in and go, Nope, your guy's about to do some dumb shit now. <coughs> um, um, that Nolan North Prince of Persia game, if I'm, <laughs> un, if I'm understanding the, the question correctly, uh, you get to the end of that game, uh, with the princess, the princess, uh, makes spoiler alert. The princess, uh, makes the ultimate sacrifice in order to save her people and the world. And you being a man, uh, this is just like. But but I but I didn't get a chance to hit that yet or whatever his motivation was. So you undo the thing that she does. And when you bring her back to life, she's like, what did you do? <laughs> like, and, and he's just like. Mm. And it's, it's you, you literally go through that entire game and then the game makes you undo everything. By hitting X a few times, it's it's such a it's such a a, a letdown that um, it's like get out of here, man. I can and I can tell you from so like the the one 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 of the ones that sticks out for me, and this was a game that I enjoyed thoroughly. Um, spoilers ahead for a twelve year old game, but uh, the original Infamous had a scene where you had to make like a Sophie's choice, like the 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 main villain of the game. Uh, had you know they gave you the Batman Forever decision where it's like, hey, like your girlfriend is up here and she's gonna die, or there's these like teachers that are up here and they're gonna die, and you can only save one of them, so make your choice and then figure it out. And so, like obviously, I was playing as Good Cole, so I saved the teachers, letting my girlfriend uh fall to her death, and I was like, well, that stinks. Uh, but I made the noble choice. Come to find out. That even if you make the other choice, like if you make the selfless decision, uh, it turns out that it was not your girlfriend, but because like like the woman has like a bagged head basically, but you actually saved just some rando stranger and your girlfriend dies anyway. 
Uh, and, and like I said, like Infamous is a game that really was one of the first games to focus heavy on like, oh, there's this morality system and it's going to change how the story unfolds. It really doesn't like it just it just changes the powers that you had access to in that game. Um, and that's a great example of it is that, like I said, no matter what choice you made, the end result was essentially the same. And Infamous, yeah. the Infamous games were kind of that way. Good games, but a little lean on on the story. So. Yeah. I'll see. Uh, Rev asks, what do y'all feel is the best video game film movie of all time? Uh, trick question. That is an oxymoron. <laughs> greatest, greatest video game film movie. I don't know if we've answered this question on the show. I feel like we have. Um, look, my, my choice. So like greatest is, is relative to enjoyment, right? Like, Obviously, like I'd like to pick the the movie that's the best like example, you know, coming from a great auteur yeah. and, and fantastic. You know, the best example of actual filmmaking. Yes, I'd like to pick there that. Is none. I'd like to pick that, but I can't because the answer is the Street Fighter movie. Yes, it is. Like it, it is the answer. It is the answer. Like everything about that movie. From the fact that it was supposed to be a G.I. Joe movie, from the fact that uh, that Jean-Claude Van Damme is high off of his rocker in yes. that movie. Yes, The The fact that uh, uh, a literal thespian in Raul Julia was in that movie and made chicken salad out of chicken shit yes. with that role. Uh, as, as, that, he, as he was fucking dying. No less. Right. <laughs> right. As he was fucking dying, like he had, the dude had cancer while the movie was being filmed, and he just did it because he thought his kids would like it, and he right. and he and he took a fucking shit roll and made it amazing. The uh, the ageless Ming Na Wen uh, is 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 in that movie. Um, the fact that Ryu and Ken were a couple of con men. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> The fact that Balrog was a cameraman, yeah. Balrog, and 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 the they went to the WWE slash F school of casting <laughs> uh, Pacific Islanders as <laughs> Japanese people. <laughs> the fact that sumo that Samoan sumo wrestler uh, E Honda was a cameraman, um, like everything about that movie is. Bad and good at the same. It's the it's the perfect good bad movie, and I will not hear any. I will, I won't hear anything uh, of it. Look, they they all they... <laughs> and kick that son of a bitch Bison's ass so hard. So the, <laughs> next, the, the next Bison wannabe is gonna feel it. Come on, man. Come on, There's so many here. great fucking lives in that movie. <laughs> and they're all said by him. Him and Raul Julia are the only ones. Oh, my God. How did they ever think they could get Jean-Claude Van Damme to be like an American colonel? <laughs> we can all go home. So who wants to go home? And who, and who wants to come with me? <laughs> Shut up, dude. Fucking, fucking the bad guys are watching the good guys infiltrate their infiltrate their base from closed circuit television and Zangief looking at the closed circuit <laughs> television says quick change the channel 
and they and they all fucking and they all fucking did did, did like the look back as well. Oh my lord. Go back and listen to the No Time to Bleed for Street Fighter. It was it was a damn good time. Many years oh, old at this man. point, but uh, good lord, was that it was that a really, fun fucking episode yeah, to man. do? That's it. Not to be confused with that. Uh, not to be confused with that uh, Legend of Chun Li movie. That's no, not no, no. A good movie. That's a bad, bad movie. No, no, no. Yeah, like it's it, it's and like, I mean, for fuck's sake, like like they literally called. T Hawk, T Hawk in the fucking movie, like like it wasn't that he, he wasn't he wasn't like Tony Hawk, like no, he was T Hawk. <laughs> it's 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 fucking it's it's great, it's great. What's and, the what's what's the what's the issue? B Rad, yeah, <laughs> that's your name. <laughs> it's so good. Oh my god. I'm just like I said. I'm I'm just I'm just living in in fucking Street Fighter greatness now. I haven't watched the movie in a while. I need to go back and watch it. I own it on Blu-ray. I, yeah, I, I own it on Blu-ray. Watch that movie, so. man. I got to go back and watch that movie. It's really good. Man. It's so much fun. And again, Raul Julia has like a, like a million amazing lines. And and not not only the stuff you know, like like not only the you know for me it was Tuesday. Like that that that's the go-to. You know that that goes to that one. Like like when he realizes that Sagat has been fucking fooled. And uh, and like like he wasn't like privy to the plans. Like he literally fucking t- like vice and turns around to guys like, "What's the matter, Sagat?" He's like, "Couldn't see the like the treasure falling in front of you." Just like, God damn, that shit's fucking hilarious. Like like Bison's like console as he's like setting off like sea mines against Bob's speedboat. Literally, is a fucking Street Fighter like arcade cabinet control deck essentially. Like it's amazing. It's fucking I love that movie, movie man. I oh. love it. Oh my god. Yeah, po- a pox a pox to anyone's house who uh who talk, <laughs> who talk who talks down on the Street Fighter movie. <laughs> and it was directed by the guy that wrote Die Hard. What, what, what's what's there not to like? There you go. I mean, look, it's it's that's that's what I think of when I think of action movies. Die Hard and Street, Street Fighter, Fighter. nineteen ninety four. <laughs> And like I said, if there's anyone out there who does not like the Street Fighter movie, hopefully the last uh, seven minutes has convinced you that you are wrong and you should go watch the movie again with the proper expectations uh, set in your head. So that's it for the show. Uh, thank you guys very much for the questions this week, as usual. Uh, again, densepixels.com slash fans is our uh, short-lived Facebook fan group, but you can get to the Discord from there, so make sure you, you, you join up there as well. Uh, whatever podcast app you use, Subscribe to us. Uh, make sure you check out all the other TNP Studio shows as well while you're there. If you go over to YouTube, youtube.com slash densepixels, subscribe there as well. If you want to see our smiling faces, you want to watch us in video format, you can. Or the, the stealth move. If you can't, like, have your headphones in at work, but you can wear, like, a headset or something if you're taking calls, that kind of thing, is to have us on in the background on YouTube. And that way you can just hear us. Kind of like you listen you to the audio version of the podcast, but no one's the wiser. There you go. That's what you got to do. Like and then make sure you follow us on Twitch as well. I'm Dense Pixels Brad, Terrence is Apparition 410, and Carrie is Suffet's Carrie. Uh, that is it for us. Thank you guys very much for watching and listening. We will see you all the next time. See you.